sifter.com.au. Hey there, Gianni here. Really excited to share this with you today. This is Drop Rate, our new review podcast hosted by Chris Button. And we thought if you're a listener of Lightmap, you might be keen to check out what our review show sounds like now. You can get every episode on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on our website, sifter.com.au. But I'm also going to stick a link in the show notes of this episode so you can hit subscribe. All right, enjoy. Hello and welcome to Drop Rate by Sifter. Drop Rate is Sifter's review podcast packed with thoughts and feelings about the newest video games, giving you insights from some of the best games writers around. My name is Chris Button, and joining me on the panel this week are Ruby Innes, previously of Kotaku Australia fame and now part of the Back Pocket team, and Courtney Barrett, a freelancer who has also written for Kotaku Australia, Power Up, and plenty more. An absolute pleasure to have the both of you on. Ruby, I'll start with you. How are you going? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. That's really great to hear. And how about yourself, Courtney? How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you very much. This week, we are talking about Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life, which is a remake of the beloved 2003 GameCube farming simulator. But before we get into giving all of our livestock funny names and romancing the villagers, let's find out what's been making the news this week with the top stories on Walkthrough, Sifter's weekly news podcast. Hi, I'm Kyle Paletta. And I'm Fiona Bartholomew. And here are the top stories this week on Walkthrough, Sifter's weekly news podcast for Sunday, 12th of May. Xbox kills four Bethesda studios, including multi-award winning makers of Hi-Fi Rush and Prey. Helldivers 2 players go to war, loving 200,000 negative reviews after Sony tries to force mandatory PSN logins on PC. Hades 2 gets a surprise early access launch this week, and it's already smashed the previous game's record. And Nintendo confirms we'll learn more about the next Switch by this time next year. You can get every episode of Walkthrough for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or on our website, sifter.com.au, every Sunday. Sit down for a chat with your pals in video games. You're listening to Sifter. To start things off, Ruby, tell us, what what is Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life? So Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life uh, comes from the Harvest Moon franchise. And it's quite a weird thing because a lot of Harvest Moon uh, uh, kind of coverage, like calls Story of Seasons uh, games, Harvest Moon games, and calls Harvest Moon games, Story of Seasons games, like vice versa, you know. And it's very weird like a weird relationship between like Natsume and and Marvelous that like I still to this day only like half understand but basically Story of Seasons is Harvest Moon and Story of Seasons a Wonderful Life is the uh new newest remake uh from Marvelous Europe uh, and it is the remake of Harvest Moon, A Wonderful Life. It is arguably, from my experience at least, of, of the Harvest Moon and Story of Seasons games I've played, um, probably the most uh, uh, realistic Harvest Moon slash Story of Seasons game, and, and, and that comes from uh, the passing of time. Uh, usually in farming games, like, you might have a, you know, you might have a start a family, have a baby. Uh, but in, in Stardew Valley, for example, you have a baby, they stay a toddler. And that's that. 
Um, and that's fine. It's legal. You're allowed to do that. Um, but with Harvest Moon, a wonderful life every year, uh, like every, you know, uh, every four seasons, a few years go by and you kind of get a, like a little look at what happens in those past few years. And, uh, in the next set of seasons, uh, everyone's grown up a bit. Some people might still be there. Some might be gone and, uh, you age and your partner ages and your, uh, your child ages and, and, uh, what happens in your family is, is just as kind of, vital to the story is what happens in the world around you and, and what happens with your farm. And, and, and so I would argue that the story of seasons, a wonderful life, um, is, uh, is life is, is, uh, uh, the harvest moon's team, harvest moon team's best attempt at showing not just the far- life of farming, but also, uh, farming life, if that makes sense. I think that's a really, I think that's a really lovely distillation of a, a wonderful life and sort of the legacy that it's left since its original GameCube release. And I'll be keen to dive in a little bit deeper into those thoughts, Ruby, a little bit later on. But Courtney, this is your first experience with a wonderful life, so I'm very curious to hear what your thoughts are. I read your Power Up review, and it was fairly positive for for the most part. With, with a few little hang-ups here and there, but what, what was your overall experience with Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life? So I have never played a Harvest Moon game, never played a Story of, Season game, Story of Seasons game before. Um, we were like a big PlayStation family, so my parents were always like, here's a car game, here's like Croc, here's Crash, here's Spyro. Like I never got to play like farming games growing up. So when I got my own PC and I started playing farming games, I had to have one going all the time. I still have to. Like I need that like wholesome farm, have animals, grow little plants, otherwise I die, literally. Um, so when I first played Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life, I was like, I haven't had a farming game in a while. I really need a new one. And it was just exactly that. Like it, it is what it says it is on the box. And that is fantastic. And I think sometimes that's all you need. Like it doesn't need to be convoluted. It doesn't need to reinvent the wheel. It is what it is. And I love it. That's all I ever want. Yeah, yeah, and we're absolutely spoilt for choice when it comes to life sims, farming sims, and the like in the, the current gaming landscape. But one thing I've heard Ruby mention on multiple occasions now is that A Wonderful Life is is your favourite entry in the overall series. So I'm, I'm really curious, Ruby, what, why, why is A Wonderful Life your favourite and what do you think it does particularly well within the context of the series? You know what's such a cop-out? It was my first Harvest Moon game. (laughs) (laughs) That's always the way, isn't it? But also uh, playing that first one introduced me to the rest of them, you know? So I went back and I went forward and I tried all these other Harvest Moon games um, because I loved A Wonderful Life so much and they didn't hit as hard for me. Um, And... Kind of going back to to you know what a wonderful life is, 
I feel like that's a big reason of why it was my favorite was because it felt real. It felt like it was it was taking uh uh the the you know lovely wholesome concept of farming um you know it, of farming games but then also uh adding the the you know what your life looks like around farming like every almost every farming game i've played has had like marriage options and and uh you know getting to know people in the town going to festivals and stuff um but not many farming games i've played um and i'm trying to i'm trying not to spoil anything but a big part of the game is that life goes on right and uh not a lot of farming games I've experienced have death and and how uh, uh, the people around town deal with that. Like, like I will say that a character passes away, natural causes, uh, in the game and their partner, who you always see them with, uh, if you haven't made like a close connection with him by the end of the year, um, if you try and talk to him, he will say nothing to you because he's you know he's sad he's he's in mourning and and uh i think that's such like a unique th- i've never seen that in another farming game before like like life Can going I on say, yeah that is like i think it's super important because when you play other farming games they just go on and on and on and you can play forever right like you could theoretically play like most farming games forever but because this one has that finality right like you have like a set number of years or I guess seasons right that you can play through you feel like you have to use it wisely like you don't want to waste any part of it because like it is a wonderful life but it is just a life you know like and I think that's such a cool Thing. like you watch your child grow you watch your plants grow like you you watch your, the world around you change and I think that's wonderful and and I think that's what sets it apart from like every not only every other Harvest Moon game I've played and every other Story of Seasons game I've played but also every farm other farming game I've played and like that's why it's my favorite because it is so different um and it, it feels like it's got so much heart and there's an end I like finishing a game <laughs> like there are some games where I think I could play it forever but I like when a game ends because I feel like I've completed something you know yeah you need that like you need the stopping point because there are other games to play like and I think I think the beauty of this game is like it fits itself in this nice little box and you can just play it and when you're done, you're done. And you think, wow, that was a really lovely memory of that game. Like you don't, it doesn't need anything else. It doesn't need anything more. And I think so many games now, like maybe they're trying to be, you know, like, oh, I put a thousand hours into Stardew Valley or whatever it is. And it's like, but why? Like, don't you have like anything else to do? You know, like. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think, I think live service games serve a purpose on this earth you know they exist for a reason there's a reason why people love them I personally cannot do it I cannot do it live service game I um the sort of person where like if I'm like I will enjoy a round of fork knife with uh my friends 
but like when it comes to like, is that a game that I'm going to let, uh, you know, take over my entire life? No. Cause I, I enjoy playing games that have a start and a finish. I, I like, I feel like in this, uh, job as well, like in this industry, um, you get not only like, do you have to, but you also get the opportunity to play so many games, to try so many people's incredible creations. And I feel like for me, at least it's time wasted to play the same game, uh, for such a long time. Like I'll enjoy, I'll enjoy my time with a game if I like it. Uh, but I, I like when a game ends, <laughs> It's it's kind of interesting though because as someone who plays League of Legends on a daily basis, right? Like I have to definitely put time aside to play games like Story of Seasons, like whatever it is I'm reviewing. And the fact that this game was so not necessarily short, but it like wrapped up nicely. I was like, it felt really good that I could just like set aside the time to play it and then, you know be finished with it and go back and I get to write my review and I get to talk about it and it's awesome. And, you know, I guess in the microcosm of the universe, it's like a blip in my life, but like, it was nice, you know? Yeah. Um, That's exactly it. Like, like I, I hate to, I hate to be corny, but like you have a wonderful life. Like that's the point of it. Like you uh, get to experience this wonderful life on the farm and like, I think that's such a special thing. And I, I think that's why, you know, I, that's why I love A Wonderful Life so much. Like it, it's really such a special farming game. Like there are so many farming games now that like they, they look amazing, but they're all trying to find that thing that makes them different. And I think that's important when you've got a sea of the same, you know, when you've got such a, such a, a heavy genre that has so many titles in it, trying to find something that makes it different is so important, you know, and I think, I will say Harvest Moon got in there early, so they were kind of able to be pioneers. But uh, I feel like A Wonderful Life is arguably one of the best farming games ever made. And that comes from it being uh, uh, such like a, a neat story that goes over like, what, I think it's like 30 or 40 years that it covers? Yeah, like 30 um, years. Yeah, which is huge, <laughs> you know? And I'm I, I'm really curious because we've we've covered a lot of the the sort of meta analysis of of what makes a wonderful life such a a great farming sim and one that stands out from so many others in the genre. Courtney, this this being the first time that you've played a wonderful life, and you you clearly enjoy a lot of other farming games and and life sim games. Uh, are there any particular things? when playing A Wonderful Life that you noticed that you really appreciated the, the way it handled things or things that you particularly enjoyed? I think this game really gives a sense of like, you know, being able to sell things, having my own little shop, you know, having my own farm. Like those things are mine in the game. And that's what I really like about it is like I get to do the things by myself. Like I'm not relying on anyone else. And it sounds really bad, but I really like the capitalism aspect of it. Um, I I hate capitalism when I have to do it in real life. Um, 
But I love the capitalism in this game. I love like waking up in the morning and like picking my little turnips and then putting them in my little box and then they get sold and I get money. I'm like, I can buy a cow. And it's like that to me I think is the best part. And I think the system is done in a way where it's really non-intrusive, which is really nice. Like, I will say I think – it's it's i it's idealized capitalism because yes. true capitalism true modern capitalism it would not be you on your cute little farm you know picking your turnips and then putting them in a box and then you directly get the money it would be a lot of unpaid <laughs> a lot of unpaid or very poorly paid workers picking those turnips uh putting them uh onto a truck and then their boss getting paid and them getting pittance. So it like I totally get what you mean because it's like you're working for yourself and and you're like it feels like how life should be, you know, because yeah. you're, you're working for yourself and you're making your money from your crops and from your livestock and and it feels like, you know, you live off the land. Like it's it's uh, it's it's idealist for sure. It reminds me of when I was living in Japan and I was living in the countryside and my next door neighbor, she like grew her own cucumbers and like she would just like share her cucumbers with me sometimes. She'd be like, Courtney, do you want a cucumber? I'm like, yes, please. And I'd be like, I just bought some like corn soup from the shop. Would you like some corn soup for in exchange for a cucumber? And she's like, wow, thanks. That's so nice of you. And like, that's what this game is. Like you go and you do your little tasks and, you know, someone's like, oh, I want an egg because I feel sick. And then you go and give them an egg and then they give you like, you know, a fish it's or community. something. It's, it's good. It, I wish that was real that's life. That's a new addition. That's a new yes. addition. The, the, <gasps> really? the community board, um, that's not in the original game. Um, so you could like talk to people and they might ask for something, but – I think the community board is such a good addition. There, there are quite a few new additions, and I will say the only my only gripe with the game, my only gripe with the game is a few things that I hoped would be in it. So what it, it was like me setting my expectations to a certain point. Like Wildflowers, fantastic farming game, uh, done by an Australian studio. Shout out Studio Dry Dock. Um, they have. Uh, a setting, an option in the settings to change how fast the day goes by. I think that's a fantastic setting. I think it's such a good quality of life uh, uh, option. And I think that's something that should be in most, if not all farming games. Um, Cause it definitely helped me. And I think in any farming game, it would, it would go hard. It would, it would be perfect, but you know, such is life. Right. Um, and my only other issue would be something that I completely forgot about. And it was uh, uh, a few designs from the old games that I loved for characters got watered down a bit. Um, and that's a bummer. Like, look, I did end up marrying Matthew. I'm going to say it. I, no. I, did, I did. Because I wanted the challenge. Because he's, he's the hardest one. Because uh, I never got to play Harvest Moon, Another Wonderful Life. And Harvest Moon, Another Wonderful Life was the GameCube uh, version where you could play as a girl and you could uh, woo um, Marty. Uh, and Marty was the old school version of uh, Matthew. And 
he was a stud. Oh, he had like this, he had a mullet and he had a little curly bit at the front and he was like buff and he had like this, this square chiseled chin. Perfect character design. Amazing. And then in the new game, yes, I did still end up marrying Matthew, but like they twinkified him. I like truly. I'm questioning your taste. Honestly, (laughs) I, okay. I don't call me out. I went with Cecilia. I know she's the easiest. Ruby, don't look at me like that. I went, she's the easiest. (laughs) Um, But she's so sweet. I was like, I. I want to kiss this woman. Like yeah. she's well, so okay. like, and then her trauma, her her arranged marriage. I was like, no, I yeah. have to save her. No, because you know what? You're so valid. You're so valid. And like the thing is, is uh, when I first played Harvest Moon: A Wonderful Life, the very first time, I married Muffy, and Muffy is now Molly. Yes, I hate that they changed her name. Muffy is such a cute name, uh, but they. They they uh, changed Muffy to Molly and I married her first uh, because she was like, I could tell she was into me. And so I was like, all right, all right, I love you too. Um, but uh, the second time I played it, I went for Nami. Uh, and at the time, you know, I, I you could only play as a boy and so I could only choose uh, the goal options. And you know what? I think it was a little bit of like a bisexual awakening for me. I'll be honest. Cause I was like, Oh, so my two types are Muffy and Nami. Very interesting. Either high femme or like butch. <laughs> like it's hmm, yeah. very interesting. Um, but I, uh, when it came to another wonderful life, I saw all the options and I was like, mm, they're not really for me. And then I realized like, I basically just like the girls. And then in the newest game in story of seasons, a wonderful life, I was like, Oh, should I go for Nami again? Hmm, hmm, hmm. And then Can I, I saw you? Matthew and I was like, mm. the one I really wanted to marry. That is not an option, which is very upsetting. It was Sebastian, the butler. Oh my I- God. <laughs> He's so cute. He's so cute. And he like sits in his little bedroom all day in the mansion and he's like, yeah. oh, hello. And I'm like, hey, no, how that's are you? So cute. <laughs> You'd have dreams about him. So like I get it. Like, Right. But I I am exactly the same. I really wanted to go for um, the bartender. Yes. Uh, the- I thought he was fine. I thought he was fine. <laughs> and the thing is like his – uh, his design in the in the newest game is like closer to old Marty than uh Matthew is. Yeah. To so him. that's why that's and why that you've such got a, a big part of it, <laughs> right? Um, and like you know the the character designs it was a bit like I was a bit bummed out that they got changed. Um, but I also I felt very rewarded once I finally like courted Matthew to fruition because I was like you were so cold and now you're like I want to protect you haha I got you I win um and now we're in love and we have a baby oh my god I love that a wonderful life indeed it's such a wonderful life Courtney were, were there any things that you felt didn't quite hit the mark for you I don't know if I'm just a silly sausage or what but the amount of times my like underground crops just like withered away because like so it's like oh they they sprout 
then they flower and then it's like, oh, well, how do you know when they're done? It's like, oh, they finish the flowering stage. And I would like forget about them because they were in flowering for so long that when I went to get them, they're like, your turnip has withered away. And I'm like, oh my God, do I hold a funeral? Like that's just 20 <laughs> bucks like gone. Like I, I, I was so mad. You, would you say like, and I do not <laughs> – no shade, like no shade here. <laughs> no, it's gonna be shady. <laughs> My, like, I get it, I get it because that's happened to me before. That happened to me with the old game, actually. And I think it's such a learning process. Like that is such a learning process. And I think it's a learning process of like, of like, yeah, this is life, and things die. Oh and, and I, but like, I think it, 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 it encourages you. I wouldn't say it's a good thing about the game, but I also wouldn't say it's a bad thing. I'd say it's a neutral thing of okay. like it it uh, encourages you to go and look at and examine your plants and, so, and to really look at them. Despite Ruby's tough love, I agree with her. <laughs> yes. It, she's right. I check my pl- – I'm still playing this game. I am like full-on like – obsessed um I'm still going uh but I check my plants like three times a day it seems really unnecessary but I think because the time so things don't happen in like a day period things happen in like hours so it's like you know in 10 hours like this will happen so it's like you have to like count and like make sure you're keeping track of time which for me is like not my strong suit but this game (laughs) has taught me some life lessons (laughs) um the my one other gripe and it's not the game it's like the I guess like the systems itself there's like a few little like bugs and glitches my biggest one is when you go to the dig site and you're like digging around and the researcher and his stupid assistant, I don't even know their names. They're so rude and annoying. Anyway, they get – it's like an L shape at the very beginning before the dig site gets bigger. So it's like this tiny space and it's an L shape. And if you pick one square to dig in but they are standing next to the square, you cannot dig. You cannot dig. And if you're digging there and one of them tries to walk past, they push you out the way. I'm like, yeah. this is so rude. And then if you try to push them back, you can't. can't. The game. It, <laughs> I, the, I have experienced oh. that exact thing as well. And it's really frustrating. That's my yeah. one <laughs> my one gripe that I'm like, bro, just move out the way. I'm the one working. You guys aren't even doing anything. You're staring at a <laughs> hole in the ground. No, they're just they're just like like crouching down at points. Right. And <sighs> I gotta say, I gotta say, I messed up. Um, because Marty is not the man who I thought I was thinking Marlin and I'm like my brain was like I keep saying Marty but I feel like it's wrong it's because it was wrong and you know what I'm I'm happy to call myself out uh it was Marlin um but yeah like I I that incredibly frustrating also very funny like it is I feel like it's so uh uh I don't know what the word is indicative is that a word um it is a word of, of like okay great it's so indicative of like how the game is just life and you don't get notes on everything. You kind of just learn stuff as you go along. I didn't realize 
that like the water and I played the original and I'm sure this was in the original as well. I didn't realize that the water was so shallow in between the dig site and the little forest yeah, you, that you like, could just go across it. I <laughs> the I, only reason oh. I figured that out was because I was like, I'm sick of catching trout. I want to catch something else. So I like went literally up and down like every part of the river, tried fishing from every direction, trying to catch different. I didn't because it was a different season. But, you know, I try. I was like, I need to catch different fish or I'm going to go crazy. So. Uh, I'm very curious as to both of your thoughts in terms of where the series and this game sort of fits within the broader environment of all of the the cozy life sim farm sims that that exist because the this is sort of the the final topic i want to really sort of get get into because there are so many great games out there like stardew valley and ruby i'm so happy you mentioned wildflowers because that is such a wonderful game that's I think brings brings the farming sim into sort of more of a modern era with its combination of narrative focus, beautiful voice acting, and those really great accessibility settings. Like I think all farming games should integrate the ability to change how quickly or how slowly time goes because that that's such a, a helpful feature for for people who who may have cognitive uh, disabilities and also for just people who just want to wind down and take it easy as well, uh, which I I know personally some friends have found it difficult to get into farming games because of the timed element. So integrating some of that is really helpful. But I still feel Story of Seasons has a place in the the sort of farming, cosy life sim sort of broader, broader ecosystem because it still has that charm. It still has a lot going for it but ruby where do you see story of seasons and a wonderful life fitting alongside those those games that are very very popular i honestly think that because of like in in my eyes I, I i've seen a lot of other opinions on it and i like to look at like other people's takes on games that i love and i hate you know like i i like reading other reviews that may disagree uh with my opinion on games like like it it it's I'm getting all the sides when it comes to games criticism. You know, it keeps me uh, humble sometimes. I'm like, I think this is the best game in the world. And then someone's like, but did you consider this? I'm like, oh, I didn't think about it like that. But, but I think this is a case where <laughs> anytime I've read someone, like I, I've read a few things where people are like, oh, yeah, it modernizes it, but not enough. And I was like, you know what? You're allowed to have your opinion. That's fair. I don't like a remake that does too much, uh, especially when it doesn't need to. I think the beauty of A Wonderful Life was that not everything was handed to you. And in saying that, they start you off with a cow. Like, they hand you a horse. Like, like stuff is given to you so much, but uh, not everything is, you know. You kind of learn along the way and, and things aren't super-duper uh, uh, easy and, you know, oh, my God, stuff in that game is expensive. I had to spend so much time saving up for a seed maker. Gross. But uh, I, I I love that because, like, it, it's it's a life, a life simulation. It's still got the whimsy to it. It's still got the little 
little gnome guys, and it's still got the Yeti in winter, who I am desperate to make my best friend. I like it's still got all these these whimsical little magical moments, but it's also like it's so real. You know what I mean? Like it's real, and I feel like I feel like that's important to have in the landscape of farming games. I love wildflowers for what it is. I love uh, you know its accessibility, and I love. Uh, it's it's diversity, and I love um, I, I I I love wildflowers. I've got I've got a crazy amount of hours in that game. It's beautiful, and God, I love Stardew Valley for what it is. Like it's it's uh, uh, incredible. Like it, it took all the good things about Harvest Moon and it refined them. There are still issues that I have with Stardew Valley that I uh, and there are there are issues that I have with the wildflowers, and there are issues that I have with uh, story of seasons a wonderful life and there are issues that i have with harvest moon a wonderful life um but they're not game ruining they're just like little tidbits and uh wildflowers in my opinion uh is you know stand on stands on its own as a very unique farming game um Star- stardew valley stands on its own as a, a refining of what made farming games of the past few years really special and Harvest Moon, A Wonderful Life, and even now Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life still stands there on its own to me as an incredible take on the farming sim genre done uh, in uh, the most kind of realistic way possible while still having that magic and still having that whimsy and still having that beautiful visual look to it. I love the remake. You know, I, th- I think it looks very cute. But how about you, Courtney? How does it how does it compare, you know, as a as a newcomer, how does it compare to a lot of the, the other sort of games in the genre you've played? I think in like the zeitgeist of the farming game life sim genre, I think I would say it's a staple. Like it's a remake of a classic franchise. And I think from what I've heard from Ruby, like it does a great job at kind of representing what it was while also existing in like a modern kind of time frame where, you know, we have wildflowers and we have Stardew Valley and we have all these like really, um, I guess, like games that you could play forever. I think it really fits in nicely as like a remake of a game and it has that finality to it and it's a neat little package with a little bow and I want to marry Sebastian. <laughs> bless, bless. So I think I know the I think I know the answer to this question for everyone involved. Ruby, do you drop or rate this game? I rate it. I rate it so hard. <laughs> I rate it, you know. How about you, Courtney? Um, I rate it because I got to call my chicken smoothie and I love that. <laughs> Oh goodness. On on that note, that is Story of Seasons A Wonderful Life from Marvelous Interactive. Thanks to Turn Left Distribution for giving us a code for review. You can pick it up on Nintendo Switch, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 5, and PC from the 27th of June. You're listening to Drop Rate by Sifter. Visit us on sifter.com.au. 
This has been Drop Rate by Sifter, our video game review podcast. So, Ruby, where can listeners find you if they want to, if they want more wonderful farming video game takes? You can find me uh, on Back Pocket. Uh, we're we're on all the social medias, but uh, we post stuff on TikTok. Uh, fun little things there. You can find us Back Pocket Vids, but as well, every Thursday night at seven PM, we've got our show on Twitch Back Pocket Tonight, where I just I'm a silly, funny little guy, and so are my beautiful co-hosts that I love very much. Well, you, also, you can find me on Twitter, uh, at, at Rubianus. Courtney, where can we find you online? Uh, when I'm not uh, writing Rubianus like the pig in Story of Seasons, you can find me <laughs> on Twitter at Courtney, K-O-U-T-O-N-I-I. Otherwise, you'll see my articles about anime, Roaming the Wilds. Thanks to Brian Fairbanks from Salty Dog Sounds for composing the theme music. Sifter is produced by Chris Button, Fiona Bartholomeus, Daniel Ang, and Adam Christo. Mitch Lowe is senior producer, and Gianni Di Giovanni is our executive producer. That's all for this week. You can check out what Sifter is up to on socials at SifterHQ on Twitter and Instagram, or hop into the Sifter Discord and have a yarn with the team about what you're playing at the moment. We'll drop a link in the show description. Plus, you can check out our other podcast, Lightmap, where we talk to game developers, creatives, and people who are doing cool things in interactive media on your favorite podcast app of choice. Wanting to have a read of something, you can head to sifter.com.au. There's articles, videos, previews, impressions, and more. Thank you for listening. Hey, just jumping in here right at the very end, just to remind you, if you liked that, you can find it in the drop rate feed. You can search for it in your podcast player of choice, or you can check out the show notes of this episode. Okay, and then click that link to go and follow it. All right, see you next time.